Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's get into our favorite plays from the college football slate. And let's do it right now. Pick six. Pick six. All right, Jenks, do you want to start us off here? I sure do, Chelsea. Let's get back in the old wheelhouse. Thank you for letting us catch our breath there for a second. Now I'm going to feel invigorated and ready to hand out some college football picks. Here we go. SMU minus 20 and a half hosting Tulsa. This SMU fight song has to be. We are a tiny school, but in the 80s we were great because we cheated. Okay, here's the thing. Let's hop on the ponies. <laughs> Let's grab Pony this Express. number. Pony Express. Let's grab this number with the way SMU is playing football right now. Now, if you're a casual fan, even if you're not a casual fan, you're probably not following SMU, but they are 5-2 and two overall. They've won three straight in conference. They've also managed to put up 31 points in their last four games. But more than that, they are taking on a Tulsa team that has been garbage this season. They have been listless, coming off a blowout at the hands of Rice. SMU is undefeated to home this year. I know they have to cover the number, but their only losses are to Oklahoma and TCU. They are more than prepared for another blowout in conference play, and Tulsa is there for the spanking, I'm telling you. This number opened SMU minus 19.5. I still like it at 20.5, as long as it doesn't go over 21. And the sneaky little thing about SMU is they actually play very good defense. I think this is a blowout. Ponies to cover three touchdowns in Dallas. Ooh, so it started off a little rocky, but in the end, you are backing SMU and the Pony Express. If you want to watch that one, (laughs) it is a noon Eastern kickoff in Dallas on Saturday between the Mustangs and the Golden Hurricane. Pick six. Pick six. All right, up next, I'm going to the SEC, and I am taking Kentucky plus three and a half against Tennessee. Uh, yes, we've got the Kentucky fight song here. Nobody comes to Kroger Field uh. and comes away with a win. Uh, maybe that's being a little bit dramatic. I just like saying Kroger Field. Uh, but anyways, Tennessee has been very much disappointing this season, most notably because of their offense. Like, sometimes we'll see little flashes from Joe Milton, but in general, it's not the offense that piles up points. It's really their defense that kind of keeps them in the game. Usually it's their run defense. It's been really good, uh, but they gave up over 100 yards rushing to the running back last week against Alabama. And uh, Kentucky has a good little running back, Ray Davis, that I think should be able to get something going or at least keep it close against Tennessee. A home dog in the SEC. I will take the points in what I think is going to be a low-scoring affair between two offenses that have really struggled to uh, put up some major points. So I'll take the three and a half with Kentucky against Tennessee. Chelsea, good luck on that pick. It is a six o'clock kickoff at Kroger Field in Lexington. Let's grab some paper towels and get it up. Pick six. Pick six. 
All righty. This is my favorite bet of the weekend. How about this? Actually going to do some college football here. Iowa State money line minus 145 at Baylor. Oh, don't get carried away, Cyclones. I like Iowa State. I do not like Baylor. But here's the thing. I've seen all sorts of projections that make the Cyclones either a one-point favorite or a five-point favorite. So let's just lay the juice in the money line here. The Bears want to throw the quarterback with, or want to throw the football with quarterback Blake Shapin. They do this almost as much as any team in the country. The problem with that is Shapin can be good, but man, he he has been so banged up and so injured that he's not nearly as effective as he once was. And even if the Bears want to be more balanced, I, I just don't know how they can. Get this. Baylor averages less than three yards per carry on the ground. Oh, less than three yards per carry. How in God's name do you power through a Baylor game watching that offense on the ground? You talk about being one-dimensional. Baylor is one-dimensional. Now, the Cyclones aren't great offensively, but they play shutdown defense. So, since Baylor is one-dimensional anyway, that plays right into the strength of Iowa State, which is the teeth of that Cyclones defense. Again, money just keeps flowing in on Iowa State, and I completely understand why. They should be able to create enough explosive plays to get the dub. I think they do. Iowa State money line is the play. All right. If you want to watch uh, the Cyclones and the Bears battling, you can watch it at 3.30 Eastern on Saturday in Waco. Pick six. Pick six. How about a little rivalry game action? Let's go to the world's largest outdoor cocktail party in Jacksonville and take the over between Georgia and Florida. This one opened at 48 and a half. It has risen to 49 and a half, and that's where I'm going. I'm taking the over between these two squads. What we've seen from Georgia this year is that their defense is good, but it's just not dominant. They've given up at least 13 points to every SEC opponent, which doesn't sound like much. Uh, but that's a defense that was pitching shutouts just a year ago. Uh, meanwhile, you look at Florida, it's been three straight overs for the Gators. And uh, you look at their defense, they gave up 33 to Kentucky, 39 to South Carolina. Graham Mertz, I think, can actually put up some points on this Georgia defense. He's been a nice little surprise for a Florida team that's five and two, kind of surprisingly so. So in a rivalry match, even if Georgia is blowing out this game, I don't think Florida's going to throw in the towel. And oh, by the way, the overs hit in four of the last five for Georgia as well. So let's hit the over 49 and a half between Georgia and Florida. I cannot wait to watch it. The world's largest cocktail party begins at 3.30 in the East on Saturday in Jacksonville. Pick six. Pick six. Well, you knew I was going to bet on Texas like I always do or that I do most of the time. And I am taking BYU plus the points here. Also, can I just have one weekend of Texas football where I'm not sweating a win? against a team that we're favored by almost three touchdowns against. Good God. All right, here's the deal. Quinn Ewers, Texas quarterback, out for this game. Going to be out for at least a couple weeks. Malik Murphy will get the start. We could see Arch Manning, which is surprising to me, but Sark said yesterday we might put Arch in just to get him in there. Oh, great strategy. Let's just get him in for no real reason. 
Regardless, the game plan will be the same for Texas. Let's run the football. Let's take the pressure off these backup quarterbacks. Let's run the football. And they should be effective at that. However, Texas wants to dominate time of possession. That will take time off the clock. And that means the that means that Texas will not be able to run up the score. At least I don't think they will. Also, Texas is really, really beat up in the secondary. And when you're such a huge favorite, if they can afford to rest some guys, I think they will, which means BYU might have a chance or two to score or at least keep this within the number. Money is flowing in on Texas. I don't see it. I think Texas wins. But I do think that BYU covers. It's a lot. Oh, Double D, don't make me change my pick now. Don't make me talk about a 42-0 win where one of these backups comes in. Or maybe it's Arch Manning, and maybe his era starts early, and maybe something happens to Quinn. And then in a few weeks, we're talking about a new Manning era in Austin, Texas. And all of a sudden, Texas wins the Big 12. They're playing for the national title, and it all started right here on this show. Well, that escalated quickly. Well, I, this <laughs> happens when Double D plays the Texas fight song. BYU plus 19 and a half is the play. It's funny how different our fandoms are. Like, if he starts playing the NC State fight song, I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you doing here? You trying to rile up some bad memories for me? Meanwhile, you could be um, not be more chipper when it comes to your Texas Longhorns. If you want to watch that one with you know jinxes, it is a 3.30 kick at Royal Memorial Stadium. Big six. All right, next up, let's go out west between Oregon and Utah. Utah home dogs here. This line was seven. Now it's down to six and a half as we are seeing some money come in on the Utes. We know that Utah has one of the best home field advantages in all of football. And plus their defense has the capability of making any quarterback look human. We saw it last time around against USC winning outright and absolutely owning Caleb Williams of the Trojans. So same deal here. You have another good quarterback coming in in Bo Nix. Maybe Utah does not win outright, but I will take Utah getting the six and a half points. I think this game is going to be much closer than people probably expect. Uh, So I will do that. I will take the points with the Utes at home. Let's go, Utah. Let's go. Chelsea, I'm with you here. We're just not giving enough credit to the Utes, and also they have an incredible running back. I know they have a third-string quarterback, but I think that defense can lock down Oregon enough to keep this within the numbers. So I'm with you, Ducks, waddling into Salt Lake City on Saturday afternoon at 3.30, probably the best game on the card this weekend. Yeah, we're taking two Utah teams. Means we need to crack open a, like, (laughs) 2.3% ABV beer. (laughs) Have you ever had one of those, like, knockoff beers in Utah? I have not, but I I will tell you personally, and this will not come as a shock. Like I hate beer with like a low ABV. Like if I'm gonna drink a beer, I want to drink a beer. <laughs> Seriously, like I'm not Get drinking out. a beer to be. Yeah, I don't want to have like 14 beers with like a 2.1 percent ABV. Like I don't want to do that. Just give me something strong that packs a little punch, and then I can enjoy it. Low ABV beer is like the skim milk of beers. It's not actual milk, and it's not actual beer. That's like when people are like, yeah, I drink milk. I drink skim milk. It's not milk. That's an imposter. That's like the beer in Utah. (laughs) That's exactly right. It's like when I'm going to have a Mick Ultra. I'm like, all right, awesome. I'll just drink some water. And then I might might (laughs) get drunker before you do. I'm with you on that. 
If you hate alcohol so much, just don't even show up. Yeah, stop we here drinking. at the Daily Tip only drink normal high ABV beer, and that's that. That's the last thing we'll say about that. But we are taking those teams from Utah. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM weekday mornings from six to nine Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.